Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hello, and welcome to yet another edition of TV Talk here on The Workprint. I am your host, Robert J. Kajowski, and I'm with my co-host, Norton. And today we are going to talk about the fourth episode, if I'm correct, yep. of Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC, available also on AMC Plus if you're of the mind to, and you get a bonus if you have the AMC Plus, not that I'm shilling or buzz marketing. Does sound like it. For a little bit, for AMC Plus, but apparently you could get the episode in advance, like the next week's episode as well. Yes. So, I mean, if you like the show, or I guess they do that for all shows. Yeah, they do it for all the shows. We don't have AMC Plus, so. No. But uh, this episode titled, really, no idea, Jesus, Jesus Allison. Allison. Yeah. I kind of figured that, I mean, from the title itself, you kind of knew from who whose mouth it was coming from. And you kind of knew that it was going to be some major fuck up. I feel like they all kind. have said that to her, though, at Probably. some point in the show. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and we deal around, of all things, a birthday party. Yes, it's Patty's birthday. And it is Patty's birthday. And Patty is one of those characters, and I know a few. I've never been like this until maybe a couple of years ago. Where it's like, don't make a big deal about my birthday. Um, I don't know about you and birthdays. Yeah. You're kind of like, can give or take. Yeah. I mean, if you want to celebrate it, I'm not going to be a dick about it. I mean, I'm of the mind, too. I now kind of take the Patton Oswalt theory to birthdays, where it's kind of like uh, up until you're 21, then every decade you should have like a big birthday. But birthdays don't count in between. Uh, so it's like after 21, which is like the milestone, right. then 30 should be the big one, 40 should right. be the big one, so on and so forth. Uh, so we start out with this episode with um, trying to think. Allison is having nightmares nightmare, about yeah. Nick waking up from his coma. Nick being the character played by Robin Lord Taylor. I yes. don't remember why I know his name. I think it's because it's one of those memorable All names. All three names, like a serial killer. And Lord is an interesting Lord middle is an name. Interesting middle name too. Um, but for those of you who might have forgotten, he was in the prior season. He played the uh, dealer, the, the drug oxy, yeah, the oxy, the oxy dealer. dealer. Uh, not hitman for hire per se, but the do anything for money yeah. man for the most part. Yeah. Also, the son of one of Patty's clients. I forget her name. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why it was so uncomfortable later on in yeah, the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, apparently he's in a coma still. Not dead. Not dead, but, but not likely to wake up. Not likely to wake up. So Patty and Allison go to check on him just to make certain. I mean, Allison especially. Well, Allison drags Patty there because, yeah. you know, Allison, she's freaking out. Yeah, and, I mean, it weighs heavily on her conscience. I she's mean, having a lot of dreams about this being a problem. And it's funny because she kind of floats the idea of killing him even though as soon as patty sort of says like you're basically saying you want to kill him she's like i don't want to kill him yeah. i just don't want him to wake up and it's like well there's one or two options here yeah pretty much but um i gotta look away from the player piano <laughs> that's random just turn it off no that's okay because that's that'd be weird but uh so 
the thing is then we cut to there's Patty and Tammy. So, well, after well, after the they go to the hospital and the Patty's client shows up. Patty's client yeah. is the one who lets it slip that it's Patty's birthday because Allison oh, apparently yeah. didn't know it. So as they're leaving, Allison is like, why does she know it's your birthday and you don't? Like, I don't. And Patty's like, I don't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. So then later, yes, we have Patty and Tammy having a conversation about what they want to do for her birthday. Because Tammy has done a little investigating to find out that it's Patty's birthday because she figured Patty wouldn't tell her and she was right. Yeah. And she did question like, well, doesn't anybody or didn't anybody do anything for your birthday? And Patty did confess that, yes, my brother used to, Neil, used to take me out roller skating. That used to be a thing. Yes. And according to her, that was the only thing that people ever really did for her birthday. Yeah, it's weird. Like, by the end of the episode, you find out that Patty has, quote unquote, never had a birthday party, Mm -hmm. which I find hard to believe. But then it's like, well, there are shitty parents out there, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like her mother and father were real pieces of work, so... Well, yeah. I mean, that even goes as far as the previous episode, I believe, or the episode before, when they sort of take shots at each other and somebody says, like, you're just like mom or you're just like dad. Oh, that's when Neil and Patty fight. Yeah, when they fight. So, I mean, apparently, yes, they were were not the best parents. Yeah. Uh, But in Allison's replete wisdom, infinite wisdom, she decides, I want to throw... A birthday party for my friend, a surprise party, party, which is for people that just a word of advice for people that do not like birthdays or don't really want to make a big deal out of them. Surprise birthdays are probably the worst that you could possibly conjure up. Yes. Uh, There are people that don't like surprises. I can't say I'm one of them personally. Uh, I've never had a surprise birthday. Have you? No, not that I can remember, but I have a terrible memory. So who knows? To be fair, I like surprises, but I can't say f- for a fact whether I would like a surprise birthday or not. Um, just because, I don't know, just it always, it the, the, the notion seems friendly enough. But I guess in a sense, if you want to take the cynical way of looking at it, which I do sometimes, uh, it's like people went behind your back. And then like that's when you think like that's... Something. Wow, yeah, that's a weird way to look at it's it. It's a very cynical way I of looking at it. I know for people with anxiety, like, my mother doesn't like parties. Yeah. She hates surprise parties. She hates surprise birthday parties above all. Uh, and I think it's partly because, as an anxious person, she doesn't want yeah. to be the center of attention. Of course. She doesn't want to feel like she has to be on. Yeah. And I kind of get that idea. I feel like if somebody were to throw me a surprise party, I wouldn't be mad at them. I'd kind of be like, all right. I mean, I've never had one before, so who knows how I would well, react. Well, that's the thing. I don't know how but I would react personally. I feel like most of me would kind of be like, all right, well, they, they meant well. It's mm-hmm. not like they're doing it because, you know, they're some selfish asshole. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a mean stance behind it. I'm saying, like, just the smaller cynical side of me would be like, all right, so you contact this pe- contacted this person and this person and this person, although to be quite candid do not have a large circle of friends so if it were like everybody like a this is your life type of scenario you know like like this is this person from your life yeah this, i get it like if somebody were to actually go through that research and like reach out to these people i can't say i wouldn't be impressed yeah i actually would be because a lot of my friends like my family doesn't know or anything like that so mm. 
it would be interesting. We'd have to make to, the effort. Yeah, to find the avenues with which to yeah. actually get. I and mean, I think that's part of what an makes a surprise list. party sort of nice mm -hmm. is that they did make the effort to go out. Yeah. Like, I feel like Patty's surprise party. First of all, it's extremely last minute, so that's poorly yep. thought of anyway. Because Allison apparently didn't even know it was her birthday. Yeah. And second of all, it's the idea of like I don't like surprise parties when you just invite anyone. Mm -hmm. Like, you just want to fill a room, so you're like, here, I'll just invite a bunch of people just to fill the room. And in Patty's case, that's kind of what happens, because mm -hmm. Tammy winds up inviting some people from her office, and Allison invites pretty much all of Patty's clients. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's it. And it's like, they don't really seem to know any of Patty's friends. Mm. Although the big question is whether Patty has friends, because really she only spends her time with Neil, Kevin, and then later on Allison. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Tammy. Yeah. Tammy is hard to peg as a friend because obviously they're they're together. So it's mm -hmm. like, does the person you're with count as a friend? Not really. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but, but your party should consist of people you actually give a shit about and know. That's true. Uh, but also, and I guess her ramshackle way of dealing with things and planning things, and maybe just to get Kevin out of her hair, she leaves it up to Kevin to just plan the party outside of the guest list just to plan the party itself yes to decorate the place and to get the booze and it's pretty genius because yeah. for once kevin's it's something that he powers, might be actually good at yeah like his sitcom powers are used for good mm -hmm. you know the idea that this is a traditional sitcom setup yeah the idea of a last minute party mm -hmm. and at first kevin is not really on board in the terms of like he doesn't really seem to give a shit yeah. Once it becomes a situation where he can benefit from it, which there is a B plot where his father, who now lives at the house, has decided to start dating this woman who mm -hmm. he met, who has an atrocious laugh. She brays, like, basically. That's worst. what it is. It's yeah, just a she bray. Does. She sounds like a donkey. Um, and so Kevin gets it in his mind that if he can get Diane to come, who is the woman who left her husband and turns out to be Allison's aunt, I want to say. Uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so if he can get Diane and his f and his father together, yeah. then he can break it up with the other woman, whose mm -hmm. name I can't remember, and he can get away from this horrible laugh. So to him, he becomes D. very... Inve no, D, D is... Uh, yeah, D. Well, D is the... That, that's... Um, I forget. That's not... D Diane is, is the sad Di chick. Yeah, the yeah. sad one. Uh, and we kind of Felicia, focus... Felicia, maybe? I possibly, think? yeah. But anyway... So you have this moment where Kevin and Neil and the father are sitting on the couch and the father's like, aren't you guys supposed to be helping Allison? Like you're supposed to be doing the party decorations and getting the house ready and Neil's supposed to be distracting Patty. And they're both kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then once Kevin realizes he can use the party to his advantage by doing this weird setup thing, then he becomes fully invested. Mm -hmm. And he kicks Neil out of the house to go distract Patty, which leads to their inevitable trip to the ice rink. Yeah, Whereas which he, he doesn't want to do. No. Whereas he does his sitcom magic and makes the whole place look party-worthy. Uh, yeah, including an Alexa, which they didn't have to accentuate the mood lighting and uh, everything. They have had an Alexa. Did they? Yeah, because oh. I think in the first season when they get trapped in the basement, he uses the Alexa to set the oven timer. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. 
Okay, wow. Which for some reason, that episode of all episodes is the one that sticks out in my Maybe brain. Maybe it's your favorite one out of all of them. It's the most sitcom-y one, I think, that yeah. they have, like, in the first season. That's Because fair. it's a very sitcom-y present, pre- mm-hmm. premise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, the show does have kind of a sitcom-y B-plot, B yeah. which is the one where Kevin's most involved. But the funny thing is that a lot of times, the show is very serious and goes on the A-plot. But when mm. it does decide to dive into that sitcom well, it dives hard. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I remember the basement one a lot. Uh, the interesting thing is also with like uh, in classic sitcom format, there's crossing of paths. So when Tammy divulges to Patty that, oh, yeah, I did some prep for your or like I found out like your, when your birthday is and everything. And Patty said, like, I'm not really about birthdays. Uh, Tammy excuses herself for a moment, confusing Patty. Where does she go? She goes, of all places, to Kevin, Allison's house, because she wanted to say, like, what do I do? It's it's Tammy's birthday. You know her the best. Patty's birthday. Uh, Patty's birthday. Patty, Tammy. like The names are terrible. Sometimes they confuse me. There's so many things bad about this show, and it's just (laughs) a list. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, she's like, you're Patty's friend, uh, close friend, or she assumes. Like, what should we do? And so they collude to, obviously kind of get the party going so allison in a last ditch effort and last minute because she didn't know that tammy was coming over says well you were always going to be a part of it i was going to ask you anyway i mean in fact you're in charge of the guest list again allison is one of those people that can't be honest about how she feels because no, you know she's quote unquote polite yeah, you know, it really doesn't do anybody any good, and she's really not actually polite. Mm-hmm. So, whereas Tammy understands that they don't really like each other, Allison refuses to acknowledge this. Mm-hmm. So, throughout the episode, as they are running errands for the party, Tammy is trying to be a bit more direct and say, "Like, look, I know we don't like each other, but we have to work together because we both like Patty." Mm-hmm. Whereas Allison is like, "I like you. I want to be friends with you." And it's like, "Uh, no, you don't, bitch. Like, be honest." Yeah. I mean, well, Allison seems like she doesn't want to be hated by anybody. No. Uh, I mean, maybe except for her own husband, obviously. Well, yeah. That would be she a blessing. She doesn't give a shit about Kevin at this point, which is good. I mean. Mm-hmm. So they proceed to go out on errands. Uh, obviously, throughout the episode, Pepper throughout the episode, she sees visions of Nick here and there haunting her. Uh, when they go out to run a couple of errands, we start to really see although norton's sort of always seen this but i think it becomes glaringly obvious that uh because they're riding in tammy's police vehicle uh, and she's going to score illegal cigarettes of all things because they're menthol in the state of pennsylvania they've now been banned well because i think more of it's like a it's starting to become a nationwide thing Mm. the banning of menthol cigarettes especially but um she's roping now everybody into doing her dirty work i mean at first it was patty now it's tammy yeah so i mean whether the the other party is witting or not it doesn't matter no and it's funny because it works out even worse for tammy because at the moment that they go to meet the guy that's supposed to give them the cigarettes the guy decides to kind of fuck them over and up the price and at that moment is when Patty calls Allison. So mm-hmm. Allison just kind of like throws it to Tammy to take care of. 
Yeah. Even though she has no idea if Tammy has money, she has no idea if Tammy's going to actually buy this thing. Mm-hmm. But because she's kind of pre-guilted her into it by saying, like, oh, this is Patty's gift. Like, these are the things Patty loves the most. Obviously, Tammy feels like she's obliged to help out with the situation. Yeah. Although she does verbally, you know, rail against it by saying, like, you know, I'm a cop. Like, this is an illegal activity. Now you're making me participate in this illegal activity. Yeah. Uh, but she still does pay for the cigarettes, and she gets them. Does she pay? I thought she gave her money. I thought Allison gives just her, cl- like, a clump of money. It's up to her to, like, just count out the money. I don't know, because it looked to me like Allison was getting the phone, and she's like, oh, can you get this? And then Tammy goes and gets it's money possible. on her own. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, I don't pay as close attention to the show, because, again, I loathe it so. <laughs> yeah. But it is possible. Yeah, I thought she gave I don't now. think she would have stiffed her with the actual Oh, I bill. thought she stiffed her. Because no. that's why Tammy specifically says, like, now you're having me buy it. Well, because there, it's the physical transaction. Uh, that's the thing. Fair enough. But um, so, yeah, she gets the cigarettes for because it's Patty. Like, Patty loves to smoke them. So now here's another thing to note. There is one moment in the show where Tammy and Allison do sort of have a bit of a connection uh, where Allison kind of explains the idea of like how she feels trapped in her marriage and she doesn't really like she cheated on. Oh, so they they end up going to Simon's or Sam's or whatever his name is. Sam. They go to Sam's to get his diner. Cafe diner, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also she wants to do something that'll help her get to the public office so she can go get the death certificate. Because apparently the PI finally calls. That was the original dream that she had about the dude coming back to life was that Patty, she's waiting on a call from the PI to Patty. Mm -hmm. So the PI finally calls Patty. Patty calls Allison from the ice skating rink while they're in the middle of buying the cigarettes. Allison takes the call, hides it from Tammy, Mm -hmm. goes to the diner with Tammy, Tammy gets frustrated waiting in the car and comes out to find Allison and Sam having a conversation. Allison is trying to get Sam to let her take care of something so she can go to the public office building and steal the death certificate Mm -hmm. and also give her a cake. Sam is less than willing to go along with her plan but gives her the cake. Mm -hmm. In this interaction, when it's done and they're back in the car, Tammy asks Allison how long she's been having an affair with Sam. Allison initially denies it, but of course she's a detective, so it's stupid. So Allison eventually goes like, yes, I cheated on my husband. It was one time. And she kind of, she sort of uh, goes into that, like, defense mechanism of saying, like, you know, I bet you think I'm a big slut, blah, blah, blah. I'm a terrible person. And Tammy is like, no, I've met your husband. I totally get it. Well, and she compares her situation to the situation with her now dead partner. Well, Tammy, she or, she compares Kevin to well, partner, Kevin, where yeah. it's like, yes, I mean, here is yeah. here is another instance of the show being a little bit more hammer you in the head with the theme of men bad, women good, really. Mm. Um, whereas you know, Tammy explains that her partner was kind of like Kevin, where it's like he gets all the attention, he gets all the accolades, and you know, when he does something bad, he drags you down into the world with him, and there's nothing you can do. So. Allison once again expresses the idea of like, oh, I bet you think I should just divorce my husband. And Tammy is probably the only person in the whole series who actually defends Allison and says, no, divorce is expensive and it's not that easy to do. Well, because, I mean, your whole thing throughout the entire series thus far has been, 
why does she she just doesn't why doesn't she just get a divorce and that that'll be that but there are obviously no, I agree. I agree mitigating circumstances is a very it's an expensive process i understand that and it can be a very you know difficult process for both parties especially if one party is less eager than the other mm. my argument is that i do believe that allison could just up and leave but again, I get that the show is supposed to be exploring the idea of domestic violence, the idea of being trapped in a in a cycle of victimhood. Uh, I mean, I think Allison is a very good example of learned helplessness. Mm-hmm. She is this person who has reached this point in her life where she kind of believes. I mean, you see, again, you saw the depiction of her mother in the previous episode where her mother was kind of like Kevin, where she keeps her down, keeps her in her place, makes sure she always feels low and mm-hmm. worthless. And that's what happens to, to victims of domestic violence and situations of this nature where it's, you know, you get you get set in this sort of mindset of like, well, I don't deserve any better. Yeah. And you do get to those desperate places where you decide, well, I have one of two choices or one of three choices. I can either kill myself, kill him or leave. Mm-hmm. And like in her case, wants to fake her own death. Yeah. Because again, she wants to make sure that he doesn't come after her. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, leaving's one thing. And that's kind of mirrored also by... D, the sad person who tried to leave her husband, tried to go to South Carolina. Apparently, the husband tracked her down, according to Neil, and she came back. Yep. But is now residing at like a boat, like a, a motel. Well, at the beginning of the episode, she is staying at an extended stay hotel, which yeah. a lot of times are those are places that you know divorced people or separated people go to in the interim. Yeah. Um, by the end of the episode, however, uh, we see Diane drinking alone outside. Neil happens to run into her. Now, Neil, for the most part, up until his recent incident with uh, Allison and Patty, has been a very one-note character. Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, Kevin's lackey, extremely unsympathetic towards women in general, let alone the women that are around him specifically. But now we're starting to see a different side of Neil come out. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes with Patty to the ice skating rink. He tries his best, probably not his best, but he tries to, you know, sort of do his due diligence of distracting her. But he does feel very angry about the situation that happened between them. So he's kind of resentful of the idea that she would think, oh, because it's my birthday, you're just going to act like nothing happened. So he winds up throwing a bottle. Well, no, first of all, he... He's already pissed that he doesn't. This is what I got. Uh, he's already pissed that he has to bring her out. And I mean, obviously, she's reluctant, but she goes out anyway. But I mean, he's doing it because it's what's asked of him. It's not like he wants to do it or anything like that. And it's pretty evident, especially when you can see Patty is at first struggling to ice skate. I mean, she has to use crates, milk crates, to get herself around unsympathetic even when she falls he doesn't want to help her up and he continues to ice skate because former hockey player uh ice skate fine just bringing out like a bottle of booze just sipping booze on like all along the ring and everything like that so he's doing what he wants to do he doesn't care about his sister i mean i would kind of give you that except for two things one when he goes to her house to get her he tries her pancakes, and he gives her the the fake compliment of, like, oh, good pancakes. And he doesn't mm. say it in a weird, sarcastic way either, despite the fact that he spits them out and then drinks the orange juice. Secondly, 
The only other reason why I think he kind of, and I think this might be why he drinks so heavily at this point, because I think he is trying to reconcile with her in this moment and, and kind of have this, this innocence back with her of like, oh, here's our bonding thing. Here's what we always did every year. However, because subconsciously he can't get over what she did to him, he drinks. So no. he he sort of self-destructs in this moment and allows no, I mean, the that I get. to bring out the evil in him and mm-hmm. bring out the anger and the resentment. And that's why he's... Because even when she falls initially, he kind of has... Or even when she's like like trying to skate with the crates, he does sort of have this playful air with her where he's kind of... They have that nice little banter back and forth of like, you know, you've been doing this for decades. You think you would be better at this by now. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. And she even says later on, when she asks him for the nachos and he's like, you know, then he starts getting really, really belligerent about it. But she even says, she's like, this is what we do. Like, this is what happens every year. You take me to ice skate. I fall on my face. You make fun of me for it. Then you showboat. Then you get me the nachos that I like with the cheese that burns my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I think for him in that moment, he kind of realizes like, this is all ruined. Like, She's ruined this for me. Yeah. Like, this this tradition is off. I can no longer do this one thing for my sister that I yeah, I mean, to be fair, given... So he throws the bottle onto the ice, it breaks, and we find out by the end of everything that they got permanently banned from the ice. Like, uh, not permanently. Yeah, permanently. Yeah. Permanently banned from the ice skating rink. And Patty had to pick up the glass. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, oh, I would have done it. And she's like, you're drunk off your ass. Like, you couldn't yeah. do jack shit. No, and so, I mean, what a perfect way to start off, basically, her entree into Allison's house because he makes the excuse of, well, I got to go pick up something and you need to help me. Well, yeah. So she enters, and obviously that's a very comedic setup, a classic comedy setup of, like, everything, everything going up to a fever pitch and then then explodes yes. right then and there. So then ensues the party, for the most part, with the party... Kevin really doesn't do too much, and uh, he doesn't have too much to do or say All in the party. All he's trying to do is hook up his father with Diane, which fails yeah. uh, miserably. And essentially, once he realizes that it fails, him, the father, and Neil decide to ditch the party. Yeah, they just go to a bar. Because they're like, oh, let's celebrate Patty's birthday without her. Mm-hmm. And they leave. Yeah. And so at the end of it, it's just Allison, Patty, Tammy... And the people that Patty sold drugs to. Well, and cops. And cops. Because Tammy had to invite a couple of people, I guess a couple of friends from the force. So not necessarily a great combination because you have Patty's clients whom she all sold pills to at some point. Yes. Although it's weird to me that Allison and Patty are genuinely worried about the clients kind of outing themselves and outing Patty. Mm. When it's like, they're all, it's a small town as far as I understand. Or city or whatever the hell Worcester is considered. It's part of Boston. I know it is. So, it's like an outer yeah. borough or whatever. But It's like a suburb of yeah. Boston. So it, it seems weird to me that it's like these women would know better than to just say like, hey, like they know the cops. They know what they look like. They've been around them. Yeah. They know Tammy's a cop. The one customer of uh, of Patty's actually kind of gives her a bit of a... She gives her a guilt trip. Gives her a guilt trip, says like, oh, like, why don't you sell anymore? You think you're better than us, blah, blah, blah. And... No, go ahead. Are you checking on the... Yeah, you go. But I mean, it's, it's one of those weird situations where I think that's the other, I guess, small underlining theme of the show, which is that 
this idea that if somebody does better, then somebody else has to do worse, mm-hmm. which I think is a terrible idea to have in life because it's not true. Uh, you can like, you know, what do they say? A rising tide raises all boats or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, you know, just because Patty has decided to do a little bit better for herself doesn't mean that the rest of you are doing worse. No, that's true. Like, was there really no one else in town that can sell you drugs? Go somewhere else and buy drugs. Yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, I mean, for the most part, in a nutshell, that's the basis of the entire show. Uh, At the very end, oh, well, also, um, when the cake is about to come out, there's kind of like a true, I would call it a heart-to-heart between Tammy and Allison because Allison still wants to sort of be friends with this person because they share a mutual friend but that's when tammy blatantly says i don't like you and you don't like me but that's okay the the thing is i don't like you and you don't like me for the same reasons because we're around the same person that we want to be around but the fact of the matter is that i want to be around and i should be around more often and if you don't like that go pound walnuts pretty much yeah pretty much she, she basically lays her claim and says like you know patty is my girlfriend and that raises higher than friend yeah and you have a husband you have your own issues to deal with mm-hmm. get the fuck off so that's like, really put trying to get patty all the time yeah it really puts allison in a mood so she exits the party temporarily patty joins her and in her very patty way uh says thank you yes. i mean she says yeah it ended up as a disaster only as a a patented Allison disaster mm. but she ultimately says like nobody's ever done something like this and if it were under better circumstances I would have enjoyed it or yeah. at least would have enjoyed it more well yeah I mean it, I think at the end of the day Patty is really moved by Allison's mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. which I mean again I think they're still in the series trying to portray that even though Allison at times may be what people would consider despicable Mm. Uh, she has it's like she has well-meaning intentions even though those intentions all go to hell and everybody goes to hell with them they all burn with the intentions at times I mean I feel like again this is where Allison and Kevin kind of share a similar thread yeah they don't want to do harm or anything they're both selfish people Mm -hmm. who mostly act in their own interest but it's not outside of their wheelhouse to think of other people and to do nice things for them and i think here's the real kicker is that the tiny amount of effort that they make towards the people that they love counts so much more Mm. for those people than it does if those people were to do the same amount of like tiny effort to them yeah like you know patty has been helping allison through every step of this Mm -hmm. the whole way like doing huge favors yeah and at the end of the day, if you really think about it, all Allison did was throw a very shitty, very last minute, mm-hmm. very poorly thought out party. Yeah. Which you could argue is because, oh, she didn't know it was her birthday, so she had like last minute notice. But she's known this girl for many years at this point. Yeah. Like at least a mm-hmm. decade, if not more. Yeah. You're telling me in that entire time you never once knew her birthday? Like bullshit. It's because you never made the effort to know. Well, yeah, that's true, too. It's like now you just want to do it because you feel bad because you're you're constantly calling her on favors and favors and favors and you want to keep her in your pocket. Yeah. She's just as selfish as Kevin. Mm hmm. I mean, I agree. I I don't. She fools everyone. And that's what Kevin does. Yeah. No, that's very true. 
But uh, we kind of end this, obviously. Neil kind of uh, decamps from oh, yeah. the, My the bar. Point. Yeah. What? Oh, which is the idea that so I yeah. had been making a point about Neil. Um, so Neil has become a bit more of a 3D person, which is what happened to Patty last season. Yeah. And it's probably going to happen to Neil on a smaller scale because again, we only have you only have four episodes left. Four more. Four, four, five, six. You said it was yeah. eight, right? Yeah, so yeah. four episodes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see Neil with Patty outside and, or sorry, Diane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Neil's like, well, you left, you know, you got away from your husband. And that's when Diane confesses that, no, she moved back in. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them just kind of resign themselves to their fate and drink. Yeah, because, well, Neil's kind of like, yeah, I feel like, like I kind of, in a, in a roundabout way, he says, I hear you. So... I think he's starting to feel like, you know what, I haven't been my own person in the longest time. And maybe mm-hmm. that really kind of hits him hard because, I mean, he had to go through all this to finally, I'll say it, literally get some sense knocked into him. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it ends, uh, the uh, the episode ends on her. She's still, Allison uh, is still like on the stoop sort of staring at this ghost of Nick. And staring at him, kind of like maybe resigning herself to, all right, well, I might as well get used to you for now. And then she sees Sam kind of roll up. Sam's Sam's like, I can't do this. Did he say I can't do this? So Allison confesses to Sam. Well, no. So Allison tells Sam that she wants to do this thing for him so she can get into the public office and get the, the certificate. Yeah. So he comes to the house and basically says, like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to go through with your plan because your plan is stupid. Mm-hmm. Because Allison's plan is basically based on the idea that after 6 o'clock, the place is abandoned. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, I, I know a guy at the public office who, for the right price, will let you in. Like, he's shady. He'll mm-hmm. let you in. He'll let you do whatever you want. And so he gives her the number. And he doesn't really want... He's, he already says, like, I don't really want to know his hands yeah. clean. So Allison confesses to him that she basically has to leave. Like, she wants to leave. She wants Kevin not to follow her and know that she's left. So she she's planning on faking her own death. And that's kind of when Sam is a bit thrown. Yeah. Uh, you know, so far in this in this season, he's been very absent. You know, he only yeah. showed up for the first episode and now this episode. Yeah. And... That's it. We haven't really seen him otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so my figuring was like, oh, he's gone. He's done. He's going to go do Quantum Leap, and that's that. Yeah. And now with the preview for the next episode, you can see that he's perhaps thinking maybe running away with Allison is possible. Mm. You know, maybe he's back to his original plan. Could be. One more little point I want to make uh, in service to Neil. Poor mm. Neil. Uh, I will say that. When Patty had her evolution last season, she at least had Allison with her. Yeah. Neil's doing this all alone. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good, I mean, maybe not on purpose, maybe on purpose, who knows. But I think it's a good, you know, sort of, not metaphor, but an indicator of the whole toxic masculinity thing. Because here he is trying to grow as a person, which Mm -hmm. sitcom men are not generally allowed to do. No, they're kept Um, in a perpetual stasis of boyhood i guess you could say yeah like fart jokes toxic masculinity Although, to be have, fair who doesn't love a good fart joke it? but uh, man childness yeah yes they are stuck in a, in a state of arrested development and so neil now has to become a man really mm-hmm. and he is doing it all alone because yeah. neither the father nor kevin are clearly going to help him on this journey mm-hmm. 
we saw in the in the second episode that Kevin is completely oblivious to this yeah. and clearly doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I was saying, uh, I mean, especially seeing as though with the first season, which I really dissected in depth, like episode by episode by episode, which was a very slow burn, but to my liking, well, I think this, uh, this season, this final season, is showing a lot more... I don't want to say promise, but it, it's prob- probably what could have really taken it to like a third and fourth and fifth season, possibly if it, say, it had that same energy and that same locomotion in the first season. Mm. You could have seen all of this in the first season. Second season, you'd be like, oh, my God, like I'm so excited, so ramped up. But now, I mean, I can't say too little too late, but it kind of is even though I think both of these seasons will stand side by side in contrast to each other, I think they'll be a compliment to just as you see the first season and second season in a weird way. Uh, but I'm, I'm seeing right now what could have been possibly in a third and fourth and fifth if they were to take it on a slow burn. Maybe the third season would be Neil's progression. And then it would be like, but again, for you, for somebody, a TV watcher like you, would you want to wait? Till that third season to see Neil's progression, not probably show, not. No. And I think so. that's the benefit of having it be the final season, and them knowing that it's the final season. Because you get all is your that ducks. Now in a row. they can finally sort of go at that breakneck pace that mm-hmm. would have behooved them earlier. Yeah. You know the pro- the problem with having a slow burn show to me has always been that you really, really, really have to have a good fucking show to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this just isn't that. Yeah. You know, this show, I will say this season is slightly more sufferable than the first mm-hmm. one, if only for the idea that things are actually happening. Yeah. You know, they're still happening at a slower rate than I would like, mm-hmm. but they are happening at a much faster rate than the first season. And they do seem to be a little bit more directed. I didn't like the first season a lot of times because, A, and I still maintain this, I do not like Allison. Mm-hmm. I don't like the actress. I don't like the character. None of it about itself. Again, you've never me. seen Shit's Creek, not her fault. but yeah, I mean, like, you probably like her, her in Shit's Creek. But and I might. She might fit that. Yeah. But of all the characters in the show so far that I've ever actually enjoyed, Patty was probably the only one. And I feel like Patty might be the crux of the show. Because yeah. at the end of the day, and I, I think I even said this to you while you're watching it, or while I was watching it, is it Patty might die at the yeah, end of this. You said because it to me. I think Patty might be the sacrificial lamb that Allison has Could to be. sort of learn from. I mean, we know Kevin ain't dying. So. Kevin's not going to die. I doubt Sam will die. I doubt Neil will die. But I think Patty might, because Patty in this entire series is probably the only one who will actually grow. Well, and if yeah. I've learned anything about watching AMC shows, the pro- if well, yeah, it's the person that has the most of, going for them that yes, is the first to die. If you make any kind of personal growth in any series in AMC, you're dead. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. They're going to fucking kill you. So, Patty, it was nice knowing you. Uh, well, I mean, let's mark that down as your prediction. And with that, uh, is Norton out? Norton's out. All right, Kajewski's out. And we will see you again on the fifth episode side. Stay tuned.